The EPL Show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You guys are listening to the EPL show. Before I start with plugging everything and moving on with the show, I want to play you a fascinating bit of audio here to start the show because I learned something incredible about American culture and it could potentially change your betting lives. Have a listen to this. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Okay? It's, it's a very sad, it's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won. So I just want to thank you. So there you have it. An incredible piece of information there for Americans. I did not know that this was American law. Nobody told me. But apparently, if you are winning, you can stop that bet at any time. So if you've previously lost a bet that you were winning due to any kind of bad beat, any kind of backdoor cover in the NFL, contact your bookie now and take legal action. Because if you were winning then you won that bet. And if you are winning, then you have the right to stop that bet there and then. As soon as you go ahead, this is the American way. I had absolutely no idea until your president spoke up about it this week. So go and have a look through all of your betting accounts. Bear that in mind for the future. If you're winning, it's a win. And if you were winning and you ended up losing, Go back and trace that bad beat because you can get your money back in America. And fascinating stuff that I learned this week. I don't know why nobody told me that. I've been on this podcast for six and a half years and that is brand new information. Okay, let's move on with the show. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at 
SGP Soccer. Also, you can head to my website, lockbetting.com, where we have obliterated European football again in midweek. 7-2 and two on the Champions League, 9-2 and two overall on soccer on Wednesday, 9-2, and 6-3 on Wednesday with the soccer and 8-1 with the soccer on Thursday with the Europa League. We had a 4-1 NFL Thursday night football last night. We are about to go 4-1 on the election, our only loss being the state of Georgia. And quite frankly, I don't care about it because I want this dude to get beaten as badly as he possibly can by Joe Biden because he has nothing to complain about. But let's face it, he's going to complain anyway. 4-1, and one, a two and a half unit future on Biden. We even took some in-play action on him as well when he got as big as 4-1 to one in running when Trump was ahead with the um, moronic walk-up voters that vote for him. But in the end, the postal vote has hammered him. So we're winning at everything at the moment. We've had five straight winning days in tennis as well. I told you the start of the month was the best time to sign up. We still have plenty of the month to go, 24 days of the month to go. So sign up and make that money over at lockbetting.com. You can start an entry-level pack where you just get the podcast because we are making plenty of money on those podcasts as well. So far, we had eight and one with our locks across those shows, 100% in the Champions League. We narrowly dropped one play in the Europa League, but that was the only play we dropped. It was the lock. Otherwise, we went 8-1 and one with our plays. So head over to lockbetting.com in time for this weekend. Nobody can do it like me. Nobody. Nobody can do it like me. Honestly. Nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better... We begin with a clash on Friday between Brighton versus Burnley, where Brighton are available here at 10 to 11. It's 5 to 2 to draw, and it's 3 to 1 on Burnley. This looks like the season that Burnley had been threatening to have for a long time, where they were overperforming with the players they had and overperforming with the players that they had. And big credit to Sean Dyche for what he's done, but this looks like it could be a season too far. And they're lucky that there's worse teams in this league, like Fulham and West Brom. And really, they only have to finish above one of the other teams to survive. And there are some bad teams in the EPL this year. But I think Burnley could be in big, big trouble, much like Sheffield United. And as I said, it's only because West Brom and Fulham are very, very likely to occupy two places why Burnley even have a chance, in my opinion, of surviving. I like Brighton to win this game. Burnley have lost five of their first six Premier League matches of the new season. They have failed to score in four of their last five uh, Brighton beat Burnley 2-1 at Turf Moor when they met in July. That was the last meeting between these two. And Brighton have scored only one goal, exactly one goal, in each of the last three Premier League assignments. So they're not a team, despite the fact they play good attacking football and it looks good on the eye, they're not a team that are putting in a plethora of goals. So it may be difficult to break Burnley down. I think there's a good play here on the under but I also like taking Brighton here at 10 to 11 to pick up the win here for the first game of the week. Up next, we look at Southampton versus Newcastle, where Southampton are the 10 to 11 favourites. It's 5 to 2 to draw, and it's 13 to 5 on Newcastle. Love getting Newcastle here on the double chance. I also think both teams will score in this game because. Southampton are missing their best player here in Danny Ings. And that, for me, is the equivalent of a top 
NFL team missing their quarterback. Danny Ings is so integral to what Southampton do. And if there wasn't a manager edge here, I would certainly be taking um, Newcastle to win this game on the money line. And I may just do that later on as we near kickoff because there's certainly good value here on Newcastle. There's definitely good value on both teams to score and there's even more value on Newcastle on the double chance market here with Southampton being without Danny Ings. I think these two teams are very equal on paper in terms of personnel. As I said, Hassan Hootle just gets more out of the Southampton players than Bruce. But this is a transition year for Bruce where Newcastle are playing stylistically different, which is why we're seeing a lack of clean sheets and more goals in their games, which is why I like both teams to score. Both teams have scored in each of Newcastle's last five Premier League games. Southampton have scored in all but one of their Premier League assignments this term. They'll be without Danny Ings, as I said. And Newcastle are actually unbeaten in their previous six meetings with Southampton. So you have a ton of data there. And Ings would have obviously played in most of those games. I am going to take Newcastle here on the double chance on Friday night. Up next, we look at Manchester United's trip to Everton, where Man United are the 6-4 to favourites to win here. Everton are available at 15-8, to and it's 13-5 to here on the draw. <sighs> I think Solskjaer could go if Man United lose this game. So I'm really torn between what I want here because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could definitely go in this international break. It gives Pochettino a little bit of time to come in and find his feet if Solskjaer's fired immediately, let's say Monday morning. I do think it will happen if he loses this game. Will we lose this game? No, I just don't think so. There is a very big trend that suggests that Everton struggle without Richarlison. James is carrying an injury. We have uh, Hammers is carrying an injury. We have some other players missing. The data supports Everton winning. They've lost just one of their last 15 Premier League games at Goodison. Man United have lost each of their last two fixtures uh, against Arsenal and Istanbul away from home, ending Man United's impressive away run. There will be goals in this game because Everton are yet to keep a clean sheet at home this season, but Everton aren't beaten in their last previous three meetings with Man United. So take from that what you will. What I know is when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs to and his back is against the wall and it looks like his sacking is imminent, he usually bounces back with a win and there's been a few situations where even as a Man United fan I've just been saying let's just lose, let's just get this done with, let's just get Pochettino in and I can see us getting Pochettino in if we lose this game but Man United always managed to win just when it looks like he's about to get sacked and it'll be very difficult to sack him if he wins this game. I would have sacked him immediately when Man United conceded that first goal on uh, I believe it was on Wednesday against Istanbul. The fact that I watch my son play uh, and he's a nine-year-old and he plays in a bunch of nine-year-olds and a nine-year-old team and they would never, ever, ever concede a goal where they're taking a corner and a man is left on the halfway line on his own to go and score. And at my son's age, they play seven aside. So there's less players on the pitch, but they still leave one centre-back back. They play a 2-3-1 formation and they still leave a centre-back back. I understand you want to get Tenzebi and Maguire up, but why is Luke Shaw not hanging back? Oh, because he's taking the corner. Where's Wan-Bissaka gone? Like, what are we actually doing? How can any professional team, let alone Manchester United, from the Premier League, one of the top six teams in the Premier League, how can you concede that goal? For me, that was an immediate sacking. That was a symbol 
of what this Manchester United team are. They don't respect this manager. They don't play for this manager. This manager is not tactically aware. The players are out there doing whatever they want. We have cancers in the dressing room like Paul Pogba, who's created this lazy culture that runs through the club. And it's, and it's brought itself down to players like Greenwood and Lingard. Greenwood is not yet fully infected. And if we can get the likes of Lingard and Pogba out of the club with this social media culture and the fact that it's not a surprise to me that Lingard and Pogba have the same agent, but Pogba was the guy that ruined Lingard. And now they're in danger of doing it to Greenwood. Marcus Rashford deserves so much credit because he's best friends with Jesse Lingard, but he's taken himself away from this situation. That is going to be a player. Marcus Rashford is going to go on. Once we see Messi and Ronaldo leave the game, Rashford and Mbappe and a couple of others will be in the conversation for who's the best player in the world. Marcus Rashford will be in that top five. He'll be in the conversation. He's that good. I don't even think that Mbappe is that much better than him. Mbappe does it in a Mickey Mouse league. Rashford does it in the Premier League. Rashford does it in the Champions League regularly. Mbappe hasn't scored the seven consecutive Champions League games. So this isn't a debate I want to have. I just want to give credit for Marcus Rashford to what being sucked down by this cancerous culture at the club, which centers around Paul Pogba. He needs to go. Lingard needs to go. Even though he hasn't been on the pitch, I just don't want him at our club. And I don't want Ole Gunnar Solskjaer there anymore. So... I will be hoping that Everton can get this done on the premise that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does go before this international break. But I just have a feeling that Man United are going to find a way here, especially with Everton missing key players and with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's back up against the wall here on Saturday morning. Up next, we have Crystal Palace here at home to Leeds, where Palace are the 15 to 8 underdogs. It's 12 to 5 on the draw and it's 6 to 4 here on Leeds. I would lean on Leeds here to win this, but I also like the under. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in 12 of Crystal Palace's last 15 Premier League home games. So this is a very hard trend to fade here, especially when you're getting under 2.5 goals here at 10 to 11. And that price is obviously bought up by the fact that Leeds are playing. But Leeds themselves have scored one or fewer goals in four of their last five matches. So they're still carrying a reputation for being a very attack-minded team. But the goals are not flowing in the net. Perhaps Leeds have become more easier to play against as people study more tape of the way that they play. Crystal Palace have scored exactly once in each of their first three home games this season and they're only averaging 1.1 goals per 90 minutes overall this season. I like the under here going along with the trend of Leeds finding it difficult to score recently and the fact that Palace have seen the under cash in 12 of the last 15 Premier League games at home. Up next we have Chelsea at home to Sheffield United where Chelsea are the one to two favourites, it's 19 to five the draw and it's 13 to two on Sheffield United. I think looking at Sheffield United's form and looking at Chelsea's form, I have this rated at one to four. So people don't like one to two minus 200 locks, but Chelsea have kept five clean sheets in a row and this Sheffield United team find it difficult to score. And uh, Chelsea are playing a lot better. They're scoring goals. They're not conceding goals. There's really only one winner in this game. This shouldn't be one to two. So you should take this at one to two. You could probably tack on Chelsea to win to nil and for them to get a clean sheet at 6-4 to four and land it. Because I think Chelsea could genuinely go six consecutive games here without conceding. Because they're playing a very goal-shy team here in Sheffield United. Chelsea have kept a clean sheet in each of their last five. They've won each of their last three matches to nil. Because the ones they didn't win were nil-nil draws. Sheffield United lost six of their last seven league matches of this new campaign. And Sheffield United have conceded... 
but they have conceded two or fewer goals in 13 of the last 14. So they don't concede a lot of goals. This could go under as well. This is going to have a definitive pattern of play. Sheffield United sitting back, making himself difficult to break down, trying to nick this game on corners. Chelsea were weak on crosses last season, but it's difficult to make that um, assessment of them now when they've had five clean sheets in a row. There's more confidence in the new goalkeeper. He's settled in very well. Thiago Silva's settled on well. I don't see Sheffield United scoring. Chelsea to nil would be my bigger play at 6-4, to four, but it's really, really hard to refuse this one on the money line at 1-2 to two here in this one. Up next, we have West Ham here at home to Fulham. Well, West Ham at a 17-20 to 20 favourites. It's 11-4 to four to draw, and it's 16-5 to five here on Fulham. I don't understand why you don't take West Ham here. They've looked really good so far this season. They've had a couple of bad games, but generally they've looked good. They've looked very difficult to beat. And they've looked good in attack. If Michel Antonio plays in this game, if he does get back, if you see that he's going to be available nearer the time, then definitely take West Ham here. A really good price of 17 to 20. Fulham have lost five of their first seven Premier League games. They did just win their last game, but it's a game that I expect them to win if they're going to do anything in this league. If there's one game they're going to win, it's going to be at home against the second worst team in the league, which is West Brom. Uh, West Ham avoided defeats in four of the last five top flight matches, but they have kept just two clean sheets in their last 19 Premier League games at home. So Fulham could find a net here off the back of their first win as well. And West Ham have averaged 2.1 goals per game in their last six. So as I said, they are scoring. They do look good. This doesn't look like the West Ham that usually hang around in the lower bottom half of the table and underperform from the personnel that they have because they do have good players. And now it's starting to show. And David Moyes, the manager that West Ham didn't want because they did want a fancy Dan foreign manager because they think they're a bigger club than they are. David Moyes is here getting it done. They should never have sacked David Moyes for one of those fancy Dan managers in the first place because he is getting it done. He is a decent manager. His big failure was at Man United. He did a very good job at Everton and he went to Man United and he failed. Yes, he was only given one season and some argue that maybe he could have turned it around and perhaps he should have been given more time since Man United have had failure after failure after failure. I personally think that we should never have got rid of Jose Mourinho. I've always been in agreement with every Man United sacking other than that one. But David Moyes did only get a short space of time and never really got to bring in any of his own players. And we're seeing here that he can still get it done in the Premier League. I like West Ham to win this game. They're the better team and they're at home. And um, they're just under evens here at 17 to 20. No reason not to take the Hammers here in this spot. Up next, we have West Brom versus Tottenham, where West Brom are available at 11 to 2. It's 7 to 2 to draw. And it's 1-2 to two on Tottenham. If choosing here between West Brom and Chelsea as a play, I would have to go with, with Chelsea. West Brom are not a good team. Tottenham are in a good run of form. They just keep winning at the moment. They look very good. But Jose Mourinho did play a lot of those key players on Thursday looking for a bounce back in the Europa League. That was usually his rotation tournament. He threw a lot of his players that he rotated under the bus and ended up playing a lot of strong players looking for a bounce back in that competition. They now have to play against West Brom at 12 o'clock on Sunday. They don't have a late 7 o'clock kickoff like Arsenal. Despite the fact Arsenal played at home, they're getting the 7.15 kickoff. Tottenham played away from home at Luda Goretz and they're getting the 12 o'clock kickoff. It's not really fair. I'm sure if this result doesn't go Jose's way, going to complain about it because that's what Jose does. But looking at the two, I would certainly lean towards Chelsea here 
over West over Tottenham when you're looking at two teams on at the same price. Tottenham will win this game, but I think there'll be goals in it as well. Their last six Premier League games have averaged 4.33 goals per 90 minutes. West Brom have conceded 11 goals in three games against Leicester, Everton and Chelsea, so it's very difficult to see them containing Spurs. Spurs have lost just one of the last 13 in all competitions, but Spurs have also only kept one clean sheet in their seven Premier League games this season. It's very difficult at the moment to bet against the Kane-Son combination. They should be in everybody's fantasy teams at this point in time. Tottenham will win this game, but they may concede on route. Even if they keep a clean sheet, I still think they'll score two goals. And the fact that you're getting Tottenham over 1.5 team goals here at 3-5, to five, that has to be the play for me. So my play in this game is going to be Tottenham team total over 1.5 at 3-5 to five for your play in this one between West Brom and Tottenham. Up next, you're looking at Leicester at home to Wolves. Well, Leicester are only 11-8 favourites. It's 11-5 on the draw and it's 21-10 on Wolves. Leicester coming off a really good win at home to Braga in the Europa League. I think they now have one foot in the next round as they have maximum points. If they can beat Braga in the next game, they will be through. And that's a big achievement for Leicester. That's a big goal that they wanted to achieve. In the Premier League, they've been in good form. They've won their last two games, including last week away to Leeds. We took Leicester in that spot. They also beat Arsenal prior to that. But the two home games prior to that, they lost at home 3-0 to West Ham and 1-0 against Aston Villa. So maybe they have more difficulty playing at home because they're Style is more suited to playing away, hitting teams on the counter-attack. I think Wolves will have a lot of possession and it will give Leicester the opportunity to do that. But I'm leaning towards a draw here because the two teams drew both of their league meetings this season. Uh, both of their league meetings last season. Wolves are a difficult team to beat. I also like both teams to score with Wolves scoring in six of their seven Premier League matches this season. Leicester have hit the net in five of their first seven Premier League games this season with the two blanks coming back-to-back at home, which we spoke about. And Wolves to Statistically, are both scoring and conceding 1.1 goals per game this season. So I think everything here leans towards both teams scoring, which you're getting at plus money, which is at evens, with both teams to score no at 8 to 11. I like the yes. Um, I like the draw at 11 to 5. And if you want a side bet, the one all draw has some good value here at 6 to 1, because I don't think they're going to play out a 2 2 or anything like that. I wouldn't be surprised to see either team nick it here. If anybody does, I would lean towards Leicester, because I think they're narrowly the better team, but their home struggles may. Make me lean towards a draw, plus the fact these two played out two draws last season as well. Before we move on to the game of the week, I want you guys to make the right play and sign up today at mybookie.ag. And when you do, use the promo code SGP to get your deposit match halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put $200 in your account. And they will match you with another $100 in your account. So if you're already planning to bet my locks this week, I'm going to give you two of them. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Then you can bet that with free money. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in with the fun and win some cash while you're at it. I also want you guys to go over and sign up to Thrive Fantasy. Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match up to $50 with your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today and don't forget our promo code SGP. 
And if you've ever thought about starting your own sportsbook but don't know how, Ace Per Head will help you start that sportsbook. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7, the sharpest lines in the industry, live betting, and an amazing mobile experience. And you can get started today and start that sportsbook. Ace is offering up to six weeks free. If you do, just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. So moving on to the game of the week, which is obviously Manchester City at home to Liverpool. Last time these two teams played at the end of last season, Man City whooped Liverpool. And they're the even money favourites here to win this game. It's 29 to 10 to draw and it's 23 to 10 on Liverpool. I wish Manchester City had a striker here in this game because it'd be much easier to take them if they had an Aguero or a Jesus coming into this game. It's difficult, though, under those circumstances. Liverpool are not a team that are playing that well, despite the fact they came off a 5-0 win against Atalanta in midweek. And perhaps they have turned the corner because they have Diego Jota there, who's a great replacement for Firmino. I think he may be taking the shirt and he may start here in the t- in the team on Sunday. As I said, Liverpool not been playing well, but they have got four wins in a row. They didn't look good in doing that, though. You expect them to win more handsomely and look better against Sheffield United and West Ham and Mitchelland, where they got 2-1 wins and 2-1 wins and a 2-0 win against Mitchelland. But sometimes it's better to, to win ugly because that's what champions do. And Liverpool have managed to win ugly recently before they, they look good against Atalanta in midweek. But maybe if you guys know how Atalanta played, maybe that was the perfect opponent for Liverpool because they press forward gung-ho, looking for attacks, playing a brand of football, and they leave a ton of space at the back. So Liverpool didn't actually need to fully implement their pressing game, which we've seen holes in recently. All they had to do was sit back and counter this team. And Diego Jota pretty much hit the net every chance that he had. He looked so good in the week. And Manchester City isn't going to be that kind of game. We're going to see two pressing sides here with Manchester City pressing with their their wingers, but leaving their fullbacks tight because they know that Liverpool will be looking to exploit the the space at the back. These two teams have played each other so many times. And for everybody that's going to be jumping all over the overs here, I don't think I would be jumping to bet over 3.5 goals in this one because that's where the line is. Because when these two teams play, you're not going to get an over under 2.5 here on the line. You're going to get an over 3.5. And I don't think I'm going to be wanting to play over 3.5 with two teams who are so familiar with each other. The line here, as I'm looking, bang on 10 to 11, 10 to 11 with the over-under at 3.5 here. So I don't think I want any part of that. I do think both teams will be able to find a net, despite the fact that Manchester City have tightened up recently in defence. And despite the fact Liverpool kept a, a clean sheet in midweek, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for these two teams to keep each other out. But you're also getting both teams to score here at 2 to 5. So not too much value there on that. I'm going to lean Manchester City to win this game. They've won six and drew two of their last eight matches in all competitions. They are better at home. A home record is very, very good, especially against big sides. Liverpool won just three of the last nine Premier League away fixtures. Man City did win this game 4-0 when his teams met in July. And City are averaging 2.09 goals per 90 minutes this season. So I think if they find the net a couple of times here, they may be in good stead. If they defend well, and they are a lot more defensively organised. Liverpool look a lot better with Alisson in goal, but they were still taking on this City game, City team without Virgil Van Dijk. But it'd be unfair to say it's the first real test of this back of this back line against a top team because Atalanta 
are a top team, but only in attack. They are very, very, very lopsided in terms of they're very front-ended. Their attack is very, very good. Defensively, they're not that great. And Liverpool just took them to pieces. In fact, at times, it looked like Atalanta gave up when they were 2-0 down in that game. Because despite the fact they came back from 2 down against Ajax, I think they were intimidated and overawed by the fact that they were playing Liverpool. And for them, it just didn't seem realistic that they were going to claw that back. And that's how they kind of played and just allowed Liverpool to take over the game. So disappointing showing from Atalanta... And um, Liverpool took, put them to the sword. But I think Man City is going to be a different proposition. I think familiarity here between these two teams will cancel out any kind of landslide, despite the fact Man City won the game 4-0 last time by edge and lean towards Man City winning this one at the price of evens. But I'm not too sure if I have any play on this. This is the thing over at lockbetting.com. Um, sometimes we do let these games slide. And I know everybody wants to play this, but if you don't have a significant play where you think that you have an edge, you probably shouldn't. And that's kind of a thing that people are learning over at my site when new clients come in. They're always asking as well if they don't see a play posted up. Say, for example, it's one hour before kickoff. I guarantee you somebody that's just joined my site will send me this text. Do we have any play on the Man City-Liverpool game? And I always answer back saying, if I had a play, you would have seen it already. And we have let a lot of games go. We've let a lot of Sunday night football go on in the NFL. We've let a lot of Thursday night games slide by because there are no significant edges sometimes and you don't need to play everything. And I understand this is a big, huge, glamorous game. It's the game of the week. Everyone's going to be watching. And if you're watching, you're going to want some action on it. So... If I had to pick here, I'd go with City to win. Uh, I think you could add both teams to score to it. You could take the risk on both teams to score coupled with the over 2.5. But really, it's a very, very difficult game to call. It wouldn't surprise me if either side won. It wouldn't even surprise me if it was tight due to the familiarity between these two games and the significance of picking up this win. So um, no real strong lean in this one, unfortunately, for guys who are desperate for one and desperate to play this game. Up next, we have Arsenal at home to Aston Villa to finish the weekend. We're Arsenal with the 8 to 11 favourites. 3 to 1 to draw. It's 19 to 5 on Villa. Don't quite understand why Arsenal are available here at 8 to 11. They're coming off a win in midweek. They're coming off a win against Man United, which ended a bad run of results for them. Aston Villa are also on a bad run because after starting the season so well, they have been beaten in their last two games. And last week's 4-3 home defeat against Southampton looks a little bit better than it was because at one point they were 4-0 down and Southampton's tended, uh, tended to switch off. Arsenal, prior to beating Man United, did lose at home to Leicester in the League 1-0 and did lose at home to Manchester City in the League 1-0 and were finding it difficult to score goals. But I think here against an Aston Villa team who have just capitulated defensively over the last few weeks. I mean, they were on a massive high after beating Liverpool 4-0. They started with four wins out of four, but there's been a real big reality check for Aston Villa off the back of that 7-2. Yes, they beat Leicester 1-0 away after that, but then they lost 3-0 at home to Leeds, which is a little bit of an unfair result. But the 4-3 against Southampton, that's unfair on Southampton because they were 4-0 up in that game. And I don't carry much hope here for Aston Villa. So I like Arsenal here. At the price at 8-11, to 11, I do see them winning this game. They managed to rest a lot of players and beat Mulder 4-1. So their players here are going to be fresh. Their key players are going to be fresh for this game. And they were looking for back-to-back -back wins. They're in an unfavourable position in the table at the moment. You'd expect Arsenal to be doing better. But they have had a tough start to the season. They've had to play Liverpool and Manchester City away. The home defeat against Leicester was unexpected. Four wins so far from seven. They sit here on 12 points. Both these teams do. But this is an opportunity for Arsenal to overtake Leicester 
Leicester and put themselves in a more favourable position. There's an, there's really a scenario where you can see Arsenal in the, the top four or five by the weekend. And I think they'll be looking to do that and pick up this win here against Aston Villa at a nice price here of 8 to 11. Before we close out with a lock, I just want to make you guys aware once more about these Twitter frauds. Um, there's one in particular that I noticed at Dead Prez Picks who promotes every dead Twitter gambler here. All of them taking Cash App and PayPal payments. All a bunch of kids. They know nothing about gambling. They all just tail each other. And this guy just constantly comes on. He's like, my guy, my guy this, my guy that, my guy this. 23,000 followers that he's built up. Obviously, a lot of them do have a lot of followers. I don't understand why. I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter. You guys don't seem to be coming out and following me over at SGP Soccer. Um, We've also slowed down on those reviews. So I do need those iTunes reviews. I do need people to follow at SGP Soccer. But who you shouldn't be following is these Twitter clowns like this dead president's picks, like at Las Vegas Freeze and and all the other clowns. Anybody with the Leonardo DiCaprio Avi who all think that their gambling somehow qualifies them to for a rolling wolf of Wall Street. This is all a fantasy. I saw a guy lose yesterday on the total uh, for the Green Bay Packers game, which was set at over 48.5, and then he had the under and put ha, 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 ha. That is disgusting. Listen to me. You would never, ever, ever have that reaction. I win most days. I have around about between 8 to 10 losing days per month over at LockBain.com. I've got 90 months of consecutive track profit. I don't say ha, 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 ha when I lose a half unit play. I don't say it when I use a 0.25 unit play. A quarter unit, I don't say it. I've never laughed. It's not funny. This is people's money. I care about everybody's money. In fact, I have a WhatsApp group where all of my clients can access me 24-7. We're all bonded together via that because that's where everybody gets the in-place and that's where everybody gets to be if they go for the top package because they get tracked picks, which have made money for 90 consecutive months and they get 24-7 access to me with in-place. And I would never dare say ha, 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 ha. That is the biggest sign that these frauds on hashtag gambling Twitter are not gambling. And this dickhead, this at dead press picks, he is quite clearly being paid to promote these cappers who are giving him a little bit of money to promote them in a tweet. Their numbers are horrific if you trick if you tra- if you trace them all. And they are all losing. Recently I've been signing up to people to to see how much they to see how they do. And it doesn't cost more than, than $30, $40 to get them for a month. Listen, if you're winning, you're not charging $30, $40. I would never charge it. I charge that just for soccer. And that's because I am winning over and over and over again, week after week, month after month. Look at the numbers that I've put up in the Champions League this season and the Europa League. They speak for themselves and any member would vouch for me. I use Patreon. I use a proper website because it's a transparent place to go. I pay tax on the money that I get through. It's a legitimate business. It's transparent because everybody can comment on everything. The PL is publicly posted. My pinned tweet is always last month's total, last month's spreadsheet. I've never had one quibble or dispute from a single member about the money that we turn over every single month. I could not be more transparent. I could not be winning more and I could not be more above these morons on gambling Twitter. So please stop 
giving them your money. Stop giving them your attention. Stop taking their picks. Stop buying things from them. Everybody there is a liar. They're little kids that don't gamble. Ha, ha, ha on losing two two units on an under and in posting a fake ticket to saying that it's two grand as in to imp- imply that his one unit stake is a thousand dollars. They are not betting this. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on Twitter. They would have a legitimate business set up out of Vegas, such as the likes of uh, Wonderdog and Doc Sports. Don't fall for this bullshit. Don't be so stupid. Don't fall for the likes of at dead press picks or Las Vegas freeze or sharp this and sharp picks that. Bullshit. Fuck them. Don't even go there. This, this, you're in the right place if you're listening to my show. And if you want to make a little bit more money, my website is the place to go, lockbetting.com. I'm going to close out here with three locks for you guys. So you're going to get a special treat for this week. You're going to get three locks, but we're not going to call them locks this week. We're going to call them my tremendous three. Tremendous crowds, tremendous group of people, tremendous mistake, tremendous fortune. I lose a tremendous amount. Make it like it's this tremendous deal. I made a tremendous fortune. I have had tremendous success. I've had tremendous success. They understand I've had tremendous success. Tremendous success. Tremendous numbers. Tremendous turnout. Tremendous amount. Tremendous reviews are on it. They got tremendous ratings. Tremendous cash flow. Tremendous company. Tremendous radical. Tremendous problem. Tremendous problem. Yeah, that's it. The tremendous three. We're going to close out with the tremendous three. First of all, I can't seem to get away from Tottenham. We keep locking them up every week. We keep having some involvement with Spurs. So we're going to take the team total here of plus 1.5 here. Or sorry, over 1.5 rather. So Tottenham over 1.5 team total. We're going to take Chelsea on that money line. I know it's chalky, but... At 1-2, to two, how do Chelsea not win this game? Sheffield United look like a dumpster fire. They can't score. Chelsea are not conceding. They've got too much in attack, and they're at home here. So we ride Chelsea here at 1-2. to two. It's chalky, but I like the price, and that's probably why you're getting three locks here, because I know I feel a little bit guilty about this one, even though I shouldn't. They're my own rules that I've implemented where I don't want to give out picks under minus 200. Well, this is bang on the line, and this is your second lock here. For the third one, I'm actually torn, because there's so much I like this week. Um, West Ham in a good spot here at home to Fulham, but I narrowly prefer Arsenal's spot here on Sunday at home against Aston Villa. They'll be well rested. They didn't play a lot of players in the Europa League, and even those that did, they didn't travel away from home. They stayed at home here. Aston Villa are a team who have gone a little bit wayward. They've lost their last two games. They lost convincingly in their last two games here, and now they come away to Arsenal. This Villa team probably do set up a little bit better away and make themselves difficult to beat, and Arsenal have to look at the um, the, uh, the counter-attack options here but I don't think Arsenal will be caught by that they have a solid back three because Arteta does play that back three with the wing backs and when Arsenal have lost they've lost narrowly 1-0 and 1-0 against Manchester City and Leicester recently Um, their only real convincing loss was against Liverpool when Liverpool were in full flow so I like Arsenal here to manage to get back-to-back wins here in the Premier League at home against Aston Villa at the price of 8-11 that concludes your EPL show for this week don't forget to check out Das Bundesliga show which will be out later and the Champions League show in midweek but if you want to get all of my content head over to lockbetting.com and give me a follow on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening. 
misfortune. I have had tremendous success. I've had tremendous success. They understand I've had tremendous success. Tremendous success. Tremendous numbers. Tremendous turnout. Tremendous amount. Tremendous reviews on it. They got tremendous ratings. Tremendous cash flow. Tremendous company. Tremendous radical. Tremendous problem. Tremendous problem. Tremendous crowd. Tremendous celebration. Tremendous response. Tremendous, uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous week. Tremendous lead. Tremendous end result. Tremendous, tremendous potential. Tremendous problem. Tremendous island. And tremendous damage. Tremendous amount of money. Tremendous campaign. Tremendous drug. So they send it back. Tremendous rally, tremendous safety, tremendous information, tremendous problem, tremendous power, tremendous amounts of money, tremendous amounts of money, tremendous amounts of money, tremendous amounts, tremendous crowds, tremendously high taxes, tremendous drive, tremendously with China, tremendous incoming, tremendous stats coming, tremendous numbers, tremendous injuries, tremendous problems, tremendous waste, tremendous support, tremendous support, tremendous cash flow, tremendous cash flow, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous people, tremendous hatred, tremendous hatred, Tremendous, a tremendous, uh, tremendous response. Tremendous asset. Tremendously successful. Tremendous mistake. Tremendous amounts of stuff. Tremendous amount of money. Tremendous amount, like tremendous, tremendous, tremendous problem. Tremendous cost over. Tremendous infrastructure. Tremendous corruption. Tremendous, tremendous corruption. Tremendous support. Tremendous potential. Tremendous headache. Tremendous, 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 tremendous amount. Tremendous amount of money. Tremendous amount of money. Tremendous amount of money. Tremendous power. Tremendous power, tremendous waste, tremendous power, tremendous power, tremendous power, tremendous power, tremendous power, tremendous mandate, tremendous waste, tremendous waste. They went to Italy, bought tremendous, tremendous crime wave, the tremendous problem, tremendous numbers, a tremendous, go back to tremendous crime, tremendous problems, tremendous hate. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now streaming only on Disney+.